There are three big problems with used vehicle appraisals. One, manually sifting through comp vehicles. Two, old book values and ghost comps. Three, no recon visibility. You can solve them all with AutoVision, launching in the Reynolds & Reynolds booth at NADA. Learn more at reyrey.com slash used dash cars. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot -E com slash used dash cars. Want to dive deeper into the topics you hear about on Daily Drive? We're offering listeners a special offer, 20% off a one-year Automotive News digital subscription. That gets you access to all of our news, information, and analysis made for automotive industry leaders like you. Go to autonews.com slash daily drive promo to redeem. Welcome to Daily Drive for Friday, February 2nd, 2024. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Kellen Walker. We're joining you today from the NADA show in Las Vegas, where thousands of retailers from across the country are gathered to talk about the most important trends in the industry in 2024. Today on the show, more than 80% of dealers say the U.S. government is moving too fast on EVs. GM says it's not giving up on driverless technology. And Tesla recalls nearly all of its U.S. vehicles over, wait for it, font size. Plus, we'll hear about how some retailers are finding ways to recruit and retain staff as shortages continue to trouble dealerships and their service drives. And so what we've started to look at is what is our workforce plan against units, where we think our revenue is going to be, and we're ultimately backing into that so that we make very efficient and smart hiring decisions around how many and when they're working. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. U.S. car dealers surveyed by Automotive News say they're worried the Biden administration is forcing the industry to move too far ahead of market demand for electric vehicles. According to responses to the 2024 Dealer Outlook survey of 208 dealers and dealership managers, nearly 83% said the federal government was pushing the industry to move too fast on EVs. A top concern was the EPA's proposed limits on vehicle tailpipe pollution for 2027 through 2032 model year cars and light trucks. If finalized, the move could result in EVs needing to make up two-thirds of new vehicle sales by 2032. That's according to EPA's own projections. Thousands of dealerships have urged President Joe Biden to reconsider the proposal, which could be finalized as soon as next month. More January sales results are coming in. Sales rose more than 4% last month at Ford. The namesake division was up more than 3.5%. Lincoln jumped 20%. It was the second consecutive monthly gain at the Ford brand and third straight monthly increase at Lincoln. Subaru's January sales edged up 0.3% to more than 44,500. It's the brand's 18th straight monthly gain. The seasonally adjusted annualized rate of sales in January is projected to come in between 15.2 million and 15.8 million. That would be down from 16 million in December. The SAR tallied 15.26 million in January 2023. General Motors President Mark Royce says the company remains committed to autonomous vehicle technology. That's despite the trouble at its cruise robotaxi business. Royce said at the J.D. Power Auto Summit in Las Vegas that he expects crews to be back operating on roads in the next few years. I'd say in the next, you know, one to two years, we, we return, you know, back um, to the roads with great products and great delivery uh, for both, um, you know, the, the taxi piece of it, but also delivering goods to people 
that don't have mobility perhaps, or um, for companies that need um, an autonomous uh, delivery system. The U.S. Justice Department and Securities and Exchange Commission are investigating crews over an October accident in which one of its robo-taxis dragged a pedestrian who had been struck by another car. Since the accident, Cruz has fired nine executives, its CEO and another co-founder both resigned, and it cut a quarter of its staff. California suspended the company's permission to operate autonomous vehicles in the state, and Cruz later halted all on-road operations nationwide. And Tesla is recalling 2.2 million vehicles, nearly all of its electric vehicles in the U.S. The problem? Incorrect font sizes on warning lights, which NHTSA says increased the risk of a crash. The agency says Tesla began releasing a free over-the-air software update last week to fix the issue. The software update will increase the font size of the visual warning indicators for the brake, park, and anti-lock brake system. NHTSA has also upgraded its probe into about 335,000 Teslas over power steering loss to an engineering analysis, a required step before a recall can be imposed. The warning light recall is larger than the 2 million vehicles Tesla recalled in the U.S. two months ago over its Autopilot Advanced Driver Assistance System. At the time, that one was the company's biggest recall. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, we're here at NADA in Las Vegas. Yesterday we had our Automotive News Retail Forum. What were your biggest takeaways from yesterday? You know, it was interesting how some themes came up at multiple times. A big one was flexibility. We're going to play later in the show uh, part of my conversation with Sherry Schultz from Walzer Automotive Group. She's the Chief Human Resources Officer. And Adam Robinson, uh, CEO of Hierology. They both talked about flexibility. Adam does a study twice a year. He said the number one thing that job applicants in the auto industry and auto retail want out of a job was flexibility, which can be hard if you're uh, working in the service bay, right. but at least you can do different things with scheduling, you can have some flexibility if they need to run and pick up their kids during the day. Being able to accommodate that in people's lives means so much to them. And then later in the day, it also came up with Judy Wheeler from Nissan. So I'm thinking the automakers uh, are finding this from their employees, the dealerships are finding it from their employees. Uh, so it seems like a real theme in this economy. Interesting, Jamie. Well, speaking of retention, coming up, one big topic on the minds of retailers here in Las Vegas is finding and keeping more employees. We'll hear how dealers are trying to solve those problems in 2024, next on Daily Drive. Data is the backbone of your used vehicle department. You need it to find accurate comp sets and to best understand your market in order to make precise appraisal and pricing decisions but it feels like you're always struggling to get the information you need. How much time do you spend sifting through comps because there are outliers that don't match the vehicle you're appraising? Do you frequently make manual adjustments to pricing recommendations? Reynolds' newest inventory management solution, AutoVision, can help. AJ McGowan, president and founder of AutoVision, explains how. If you look at the way that cars are traditionally priced, you know, you can get down to specifics in terms of, you know, what zip code is it in and, you know, what options does it have on it? And, you know, some of those sorts of things. Um, but the thing that's never really taken into account um, is, you know, that dealer's, you know, specific view of the market. Our goal with AutoVision was to use, you know, technology that's available now to do real-time processing, which allows dealers to really set the their view of the market into AutoVision. 
And then we use our tools to analyze the data that's there and show them this is what this vehicle is worth to you. AutoVision can help you run your used vehicle department with precise comp sets, real-time inventory data, and reconditioning insights. Visit reyrey.com slash used dash cars to find out more. That's R-E-Y, R-E-Y dot com slash used dash cars. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. As dealers continue to struggle with recruiting and retaining staff, many potential employees are demanding flexibility. Here in Las Vegas yesterday, Automotive News hosted our Retail Forum NADA event. I spoke with two panelists about these trends. Adam Robinson is the CEO of human resources and recruitment platform Hierology. Sherry Schultz is Chief Human Resources Officer at Walzer Automotive Group. Here's a piece of our conversation. So Daniel mentioned it in the, in the last session, in my last session, unemployment, super low, 3.7% in December. Uh, that sounds like a labor shortage. Is that what we're seeing? Is that what you're seeing, Sherry? Listen, I, I think unemployment high, low. Um, I think you have to think most importantly about what do you want to stand for. So while I can appreciate the number of applicants per requisition and I look at how many people are coming to us, um, I look at what are we selling um, more than what the available market is because I'm trying to resonate with the right person, not every person. And so that's a really critical thing for us to think about. So do I have excellent applicant flow right now? Do we see um, the right number of candidates coming to us for, uh, for, for jobs? Yes, but our turnover's down too. So we are um, privileged at this point to be a bit more selective as well. I mean, you, is it, I just I was wondering, yeah, has the tide turned? Is it, is, it, is it really a labor shortage or is it actually becoming a, more of an employer's market? Both of those things are true. <laughs> Both of those things are true. So uh, labor force participation is up. The amount of people looking for work in the United States is up. And we still have uh, more jobs available than we have people to take them. And, and honestly, you know, for the last year, if you were in a knowledge position, you're still you know, uh, knowledge worker, college graduate, white collar positions. We've been in a white collar employment recession for the last, uh, going on 18 months now, effectively, uh, where there's a lot of pressure on em employers to become more efficient. In, in our industry, uh, you know, from the, from the show floor to fixed ops, I mean, we are short people. Uh, you know, if you are a skilled hourly worker in the United States, you are a scarce resource. And no matter what the unemployment rate is, uh, it's never, it's never going to get better. I mean, that's, you know, thank you and have a wonderful day. Uh, it's never going to get better. In fact, the demographic trough that we're going to hit over the next 10 years, uh, there are so, uh, so far fewer people entering the entry level workforce seven to 10 years from now than has been the case. We're talking hundreds of thousands of people less because folks are having fewer kids. The generations are pushing family creation out. And, and in 10 years, we're going to have an economy that had been growing compound 2 3% a year and fewer people to take positions in an industry where you can't turn a wrench through a Zoom call. I mean, software doesn't yet uh, fix cars. You need people. Uh, and and that's, that's why this topic is so important. Because you're, this is pressure forever. This is a structural labor challenge. Can I, I want to say one thing on this as well. I agree with Adam completely. I think one of the things that we shifted towards was the prospect of throwing people at a problem probably is never a good one. 
It's what we default to when we become desperate or we're concerned, but it's not a good one. And so what we've started to look at is what is our workforce plan against units, where we think our revenue is going to be, and we're ultimately backing into that so that we make very efficient and smart hiring decisions around how many and when they're working, right? So evaluating when your field is full of players and when it doesn't need to be is really critical. Um, that's number one. And then we are looking like there are two points in a magnet retention and attraction simultaneously. Because if you can slow that chaos, you can teach, you can inspire, and then that, that chaos, which I think leads to a desperately unrewarding customer experience, um, is thwarted. And you have a much better proposition for retaining people when they feel successful in their jobs as well. So I think it goes hand in hand. But the workforce plan, I would encourage everybody to think, um, just because we always had 15 salespeople or we had a three-to-one ratio on text to advisors or whatever it may be, is that right? right? Because not only attracting people, that's what Adam and I think about, but if I can keep and grow you, isn't that better for us all? Doesn't that help us really, really deliver a better customer experience? Can you share uh, how, like, numerically, how much mm -hmm. turnover has improved and has it yeah, changed yeah. You know, your position yeah, into yeah, I mean, uh, the windshield? I've been with Walzer, um, uh, luckily, absolutely love it, um, and I've been there six years. So um, we've been in the high 50s and below 40 in the mid-30s right now. And so um, it is Herculean efforts to maintain that type of turnover. COVID was an anomaly for us all, but at the same time, um, turnover is the primary language of an HR professional, right? We're looking at it and um, we understand what it means when somebody vacates a role. Um, so I think... I try actually not to pay attention as much to what the industry in the world at large is doing, and I look organically at how are we doing. And I look at it by store, I look at it by variable fixed, I look at it by support and management, and then, you know, I think, um, and, I, and I'll say this probably a lot of times, if anybody's looking for a silver bullet on all of this, there really isn't one. There just isn't. But in the end, if you are thinking about um, the succession of your dealership and you're thinking about the ways to retain the best, and then grow them, again, getting back to standing for something, I think is the most important thing that dealers can do to control the turnover equation. Stand for something. You know, you'll, you'll die trying to be everything to everybody. So what's your value proposition and how are you gonna really explore that? Well, it pivots right into my next question. Uh, Adam, two times a year you do an applicant study. Uh, do you have any any news for us today? Do you have any, any new data to share? Yeah, we're, we're releasing the results uh, of our 2024 applicant study uh, here at the show and a couple of uh, data points. The, the two things to think about as you listen to this is you know, I want you to think about the operating side of recruiting, right? There's a process excellence that's required, and then there's an art to it. Uh, and so the, the survey made both of those things really clear. First, on the operating side, 65% uh, of job seekers to car dealerships take the first job offer that they get. It's funny, 65% of car buyers buy the car from the dealership that uh, gets back to them first. Interesting. Um, lots, you're going to see a lot of uh, correlation here. So if you're first, you're winning. If you're not the first offer, you've lost 65% of the market. Candidates want to hear back from you within 72 hours of their application being submitted. 90% of them have made a mental decision to pick an employer 
within three days of submittal. So if your managers are waiting five days to get back to people who apply and then screaming they can't find any good people, well, you've lost 90% of the market while they were off doing some other stuff. Uh, so, so that's the process excellence side. If you want to be better at recruiting uh, as an operating uh, part of your business, you just be faster, be crisp, follow up, you know, eliminate bottlenecks. But then there's the art to it. And, you know, Sherry and the organization, they really, they, they nail this. Um, work experience is a product. And you have to think of it like a product, the same way you think of any vehicle on your lot as a product. What is the product I'm designing and how do I sell that? How do I retail these, these jobs to a market? And, and how do I constantly resell this product internally? Because what people want, and they've said this in the survey this year, overwhelmingly, number one thing people want in a job, as a product, in a career, is flexibility. That doesn't mean work from home. That means can my techs work four tens? That means, you know, am I hiring uh, part-time salespeople for nights and weekends? Do I let people leave and come back during off hours to, to take kids to school and back? Uh, do I offer paid time off? All these things that this industry has been slow to adopt, I'm telling you the dealerships that are doing it are winning this game. So you've got to be really good on process, but to keep them, you've got to have a really good product people want to buy. We, we feel the exact same way, Adam. And Adam and I, it's not our first rodeo on this conversation together, and we check each other's thinking a lot. Um, the speed is important. And it isn't AI response. It isn't, um, you know, kind of bot, I got your application. It's when you are of interest, how quickly are we getting to you, and what's that human connection that you're making? Um, candidates want to feel real, and they want to feel that the dealership they're applying to and the job is a real person, right? And so that's really important. So I can appreciate technology, but there's nothing like um, the art of recruiting and being able to really reach out to somebody. Adam Robinson is the CEO of human resources and recruitment platform Hireology, and Sherry Schultz is Chief Human Resources Officer at Walzer Automotive Group. We spoke on stage at the Automotive News Retail Forum NADA here in Las Vegas. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News coordinating producer Jake Neer, as well as our own Audrey LaForest, David Phillips, Michael Martinez, and Mark Homer for their reporting for today's podcast. You can get the latest news on retail, electrification, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back over the weekend for our Weekend Drive edition for the first week in February. We'll talk about some of the biggest topics of interest here at the NADA show in Las Vegas. You got to be able to find those people and keep them happy, which means don't work them 70 hours a week like some of the old time dealers are accustomed to setting their time schedule. You know, you get one Sunday off every other week. That doesn't cut it anymore. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.